Welcome to the Mariner's Church Life Group Leader Podcast. This weekly conversation is designed to equip and resource you to build a healthy life group community that studies God's Word, practices spiritual rhythms, and changes the world together. Welcome, leaders, to week eight of our On the Table teaching series leader discussion. We're going to walk you through the final week. It's hard to believe it's the final week of our On the Table teaching series. And we're ending on just that nice, easy to describe and have a conversation through the topic of how does hell exist if God is love? Uh, I say that tongue in cheek because actually this is one of the more complex, difficult uh, theological and practical questions to to navigate through. So as always, I am very thankful. I'm not navigating this alone, but we have brought the wisest person on the entire staff team. He is a, a legend. When I say the name, you're gonna you're gonna say yes and amen, ladies and gentlemen. The one, the only, Eric Hurd. Okay, John, that was an absolute setup. Yeah. And usually, if your if your name is Legend, you're dead. <laughs> so, but uh, John, in all seriousness, yeah. I really am glad we're willing to grapple with this subject because you don't hear it much in the Christian church in America. That's right. And uh, and I'm excited that we're doing that. Yeah, and I do mean it with all sincerity, like choicefully so man I, I wanted you for, for, for this more than more than anybody else I mean um, I'll, I won't say anything publicly that I haven't told you personally but just to say it publicly I mean for those of you that know Eric and I know Eric is somebody that we have just the utmost respect for Eric is you mm-hmm. and your leadership and your experience and your wisdom you know it's not always guaranteed that when somebody has experience that they have wisdom mm-hmm. sometimes when they have experience they have cynicism mm-hmm. Uh, but man, you are somebody with your experience that shares that with our team. And uh, for those that know, it's just a small amount of my, I was on staff before and then came yeah. back and you are, I've told you this, you are one of the people that I missed the most. Just mm-hmm. being able to knock on your door and ask pastoral questions because you've been there and you've walked that road with so many people, people that are listening on the end of this podcast, mm-hmm. their groups, their leaders have been affected because of your relationship and because of your leadership. So what I've told you privately, I'm a joy to say publicly. Man. Got so much respect for you. Well, thanks, John. Yeah. You yeah. ready to jump in? Yeah, yeah. And uh, you, you can pay me that 50 later. <laughs> I will. <laughs> All right. Um, and many of you, but Eric, man, you, you've led uh, life groups before here at Mariner's Church, and we're yeah. very much responsible for what we used to call flow questions and how yeah. those were written then. And so we're going to walk through a model that you're very familiar with. You bet. Which starts with our lean-in question. Mm-hmm. You ready for it? I am. Uh, and this lean-in, sometimes our lean-ins are... Um, a little bit lighter, conversational, but we're going to engage in the topic like right away, right off the bat. So here it is. What, if any, core Christian beliefs have you been reluctant to explain, defend to someone who doesn't follow Jesus? How would you navigate that question? You know, uh, right off the bat, I would say uh, this series on the table. Yeah. Almost every topic is so controversial in our culture. And you have to measure your words. You have to be a wordsmith and know what you're going to share because it evokes a lot of emotion. So anything that is controversial, whether it be gender dysphoria, whether it be abortion, you know, whether it be homosexuality or or cohabitation, and certainly the topic today on hell, it evokes so much emotion. It's hard to keep people in an, in an, an engagement. And so I have found any of these subjects that we've talked about on the table, I find hard to wrangle with in culture. Right. And so when it comes to this one, the topic of hell, yeah. Um, I mean, I know you've had these conversations before. What What do you think some of the, the pitfalls or maybe the reluctancy 
or the hesitation around this topic might be for those that you've talked with, but for a life group leaders who are listening now? Well, my goodness, it, it is like when you think about, uh, you know, say the area of apologetics, yeah. this would be one of those questions almost at the top. You know, uh, certainly one of the tops is how can a loving God allow so much suffering? Well, couple that with how can a loving God ever send anyone to hell? Right. And that's the question that people ask, but it's not the question they should be asking. Right. And uh, and so I find that uh, that honestly uh, the difficulty people have grappling with this is that they don't want to think of the end. They don't want to think of anybody they know going to hell. Right. Yeah, because it's a question that brings into the conversation our own mortality. Yeah. And we don't like to talk about we don't like to talk about that. But of course, it's not just ours. It's not just ethereal theological conversation. Loved ones friends, relatives that we're unsure about. It's a very personal, present, eternal uh, question that we're wrestling through today. Well, and you know one of the ministries that I run is the memorial ministry. Yeah, And yeah. it's one of the questions I get asked more than any other is, I don't know if my dad, I don't know if my brother knew Jesus. Yeah. And, uh, and, and they're looking for an answer. What are you going to say? Right. And I do have an answer, but it's not always one that is palatable to them because they want a clear, oh, don't worry, they're in heaven. Right. And, uh, and so my answer is, is usually, we don't know. Right. In fact, I've, I've had many people who, uh, family members, that didn't know that that relative actually had come to Christ and somebody else had led them to Christ. And, and so, you know, I say we don't know, but we entrust people to the mercy of God. And we don't know everything that happened in their life. Like I led my grandmother to Christ while in a coma on her deathbed. She died an hour later. Nobody would know it had I not told them. Right. Come on. Yeah. It's good, man. Well, I'm going to point us towards the, the couple of passages here. The first passage is Psalms 89, 14. Mm -hmm. And the question is, according to this passage, what qualities... Um, does God define the way in which he rules the world? So what qualities stand out from, from oh. this? This is going to help us guide. It's, it says, righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Faithful love and truth go before God. So what do you notice there about the qualities of God and how he rules the world? Yeah. <laughs> and this is where the confusion comes in this topic, yeah. is we separate his justice from his love. He doesn't. In fact, his justice comes out of his love. And, you know, for any of us, we are all justice freaks. We really are. Mm -hmm. When we hear somebody do something awful in our world, if you watch the news at all, you read the paper, whatever, you know that we live in a broken, flawed, sinful, evil world, and we believe in justice. But then when it comes to God exercising we ju justice, we have our doubts. Right. And so, so I think it's because we separate uh, justice and love. And that's why people ask the question, how can a loving God you know, ever create a place like hell? And it, but justice has to has to come out of his love. There has to be a place that people who are unjust, who have done horrible things, and who are apart from God would go. That's right, and it's an it's a misunderstanding of what we say when we say God is love. You know, that's a term that we use for a million different things in our everyday life. But there's a difference between the way that I love things and a God who is holy. We've always got to put that that adjective in front of any characteristic of God. It's not just love, it's it's holy love, right? It's holy yes. love. So what is holy love? Holy love is is separate. It's other than it's approachable. He's knowable because he's God and he's with us. 
but also his love is so much other than that you're right. It demands justice. It, it demands um, a reaction to anything that's contrary to his holiness. Yeah, because yeah. if we only concentrate on the love of God, yeah. we we literally create um, a, a person who is uh, cavalier about their sin. And so if you do not couple... Uh, the fear of God with the love of God, you you open up license. I can do whatever I want because after all, I have a loving God. Right. But but again, we don't want to go too far on the fear that I cower before Him and, and and I can't even you know relate with Him. That's right. So, but we got to have both, and and so you can't separate His love from His from the fear that we should have. That's right. That's good. Uh, I'm not going to read fully the next passage in Matthew 25, but call that out as you're reading. Um, Steve Bangley, who taught this message, does a masterful job. But really, the next part of this question is related to Matthew 25, but also if you take the other parts of Jesus' teaching, what we know through Scripture about the description of what hell is, um, we want to start to wrestle with what, what, what is hell like? I mean, that's a question I'm sure that you've gotten before. Okay, my loved one, I, I'm, I'm assured and, and you just said beautifully that we, we can't really be assured, right? The right. moments of somebody's final, we don't know. Um, but what, what is hell like for, the, yeah. for those that... Okay, I, I'm just going to pose a statement. Yeah. I think many of, us, uh, many of us have said it. In fact, King David said it. Yeah. Have you ever made a hell out of your life? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, I've made some decisions. I look back and I go, what was I thinking? And the price I paid was huge. David in Psalm 139, uh, verses 7 and 8, he says, If I ascend to heaven, thou art there. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of like, yeah, we would expect if, if our lives were good and, and or, or we were to ascend to heaven, God would be there. But then he says, if I make my bed in Sheol, yeah. oh, he's literally saying, and he did, made his life a living hell. Mm-hmm. And so what is hell? When you say I made a life, my life a living hell, God was not there. Mm. I made decisions outside of his word. Um, I don't have any wisdom. I have done foolish things. And so so when you when I describe hell to people, people get caught up in the details. Like what is it really like? Is it sulfur? You know, is flesh really burning and God renews the flesh? You know, we, we get into the idiosyncrasies. Mm. And my my father was in the Korean War. Mm. And it was devastating. He came back with PTSD when they they hadn't diagnosed it. And uh, his life was a living hell. And he lost friends because of a decision he made. And um, he said one thing to me that really stuck out. He said, I'm not going to talk about war because it's a living hell and you don't need to know the details. Mm -hmm. And, and I think it's the same way with when we read the biblical description of hell. I don't want to get into the details, but I want to go to that passage in Matthew. Because really what hell is, is separation. That's right. It's separation from the living God. I could not imagine, you know, what it would be like for eternity to be separated from the love of God, the kindness of God, the patience of God, the, the, the care of God. And... Uh, in those times of my life when I was apart from God, I begin to go, man, that is not where I'd want to be. Because what Jesus is really saying in here, what God is saying is, depart from me, those who are, are evildoers. In other words, if you don't want me, then you're going to be apart from everything I give to you. 
And that's not a place you want to be. So I don't think we want to get into the exact description of what happens to the body in hell or, or you know, when it says wailing and gnashing of teeth, what is that? Sure. All you got to do is imagine your life, your life apart from any goodness from God, right. from his compassion, his kindness and his love. And as you just said, too, it's, it's not a place that any of us would want to be. Yeah. And as this passage highlights for us in Second Peter, it's not a place that God wants any of us to be. Oh, as well, right? I mean, the passage is great. Don't overlook this one fact in Second Peter three eight through nine, which is a part of your look down. With the with with the Lord, one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like one day. The Lord does not delay in His promises, as some understand delay, but He is patient with you, and He's not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. I mean, that passage gives us oh, an incredible amount of hope. It does, yeah, because there's not going to be any one that is that uh, God pushes away and say you know uh, you cho- you did not choose me right. so hell is your destination he never wants that in right. fact for somebody to say why would a loving God send anyone to hell well the problem is it's the wrong question mm. why would anyone choose hell mm. mm-hmm. you know there's a there's a phrase I use because I, I do a lot of relationship counsel is that perfect love requires absolute freedom 42 years ago, my wife, when I asked her to marry me, I was sweating like crazy. Mm-hmm. I was as nervous as I'll get out. I'm sitting in that car and I popped the question and oh my gosh, when she said yes and she cried, I was so relieved because she chose me. Mm-hmm. She could have said no. And to know the heart of God, He creates every one of us as human beings. We are fearfully and wonderfully made, Psalm 139 says, and He created us for relationship. His heart breaks over one person that says, no thanks. In fact, C.S. Lewis, one of the great quotes is, is heaven is when man looks to God and says, thy will be done. But hell is when God looks at man in sorrow Thy will be done. So God does not send anyone to hell. We choose it. That's good. That's good. And I love that you're quoting that great divorce, C.S. Lewis. And I think Steve Bailey expounds upon that a little bit bit more. Um, Sometimes questions come up along this then, though. What about, you know, the indigenous people that never hear? What about the people that are culturally, religiously set in one place? What about the person who can't mentally assent or verbally proclaim because of their... Handicaps. But, I mean, those are questions that people have and experience. I'm sure you've navigated those. How would you respond to some of those questions? I'm just imagining in groups this week those things might come up a bit. Yeah. yeah how would you navigate those? You know, John, there's there's so much. <laughs> you remember when you were 20? Now, now you're only 21. Yeah, yeah. You remember when you were young <laughs> and you felt like you had to have every answer? Yeah. And as you get older, because I'm way older than you, is wiser. You, you well, I don't know about that. Better shape, better looking. Enjoy it. Keep, keep going. It's true. You're right. killing it's me. true. <laughs> is honestly, I live with more mystery. Yeah. yeah. You know, and in Saul, or in First Corinthians 13, it says, "You and I look through a glass dimly. One day we're going to see God face to face, and all things will become clear." You know, I've heard phrases like, "Well, there's the age of accountability." You know, when a person can understand the gospel, or how do you deal with these indigenous people that have never heard? Here's what I know, and I know you know, is we have a compassionate, merciful God. There will be no one in hell that does not deserve it. In fact, all of us deserve it, but apart from the blood of Jesus Christ, 
<laughs> we have a relationship with him and I trust in God's compassion. I trust in his mercy. And, and that's why we proclaim the gospel. In fact, one of the great reasons uh, that I have a passion for evangelism is hell. See, without hell, then the cross of Jesus Christ is a mockery. Jesus died for no reason. Why would we share the faith if we didn't believe that people could actually be separated from God for eternity apart from Him? So, so it's a tough one in terms of, you know, what if somebody didn't hurt? What if they're indigenous? What if, you know, they were they they had mental illness? Whatever. I I just know God is a merciful, compassionate God, and He makes himself, by the way, in Romans 1, it says God makes himself evident to every man, but men suppress the truth so they can live in their unrighteousness. Nobody's going to be in hell that doesn't deserve it. That's good. You're preaching to me, man. You're <laughs> preaching to us, man. I appreciate it. So good that the passion for which you share this is, is real. It comes from a real authentic place of compassion for others because of what you see what God has done. You see the miracle of what he does through his grace. So, man, I, I appreciate it. I don't, need to ask, I don't even need to ask you the look-in question because you just went there, but how does this conversation impact your love for justice and your mission for others, and how does it motivate you? I mean, that's, that's who you are to a T. Um, there is one thing I would say. Yeah, go for it. Some people that are listening today and some of those in, in our life groups have, have been hurt by evil. And, uh, mm-hmm. and we know that we want justice. In fact, in, in, in Romans chapter 8, it says, Do not return evil for evil, but return love for evil. Mm-hmm. And he says, Leave room uh, for the wrath of God. I will repay, says the Lord. See, there have been people that have been harmed by evil. Right. And somebody might escape a human court. They'll never dis- escape a divine court. Justice is at the heart of love. Mm-hmm. And, and we need God to go ahead of us, especially those who have been hurt by evil. And, uh, and so, uh, believe me, there, you know, I look at things I did in the past, I thank God for the grace and mercy of God through Christ. And I, I hope that for people who have been evildoers. But again, justice it comes out of God's love, and it's critical to remind ourselves of that. That's right. And His love is what fuels us yes. to be ambassadors and messengers of His kingdom. So. Uh, this weekend's also an I Believe weekend. I'd love for you, man, actually, as we close out, to just pray for our leaders, pray for what God wants to do during this I Believe weekend. Anything you want to pray into, love, love to invite you to do that. Oh, man. Go for it. Father, we're talking about uh, life-defining things, destiny-defining things, and that is the whole issue of heaven and hell. And uh, ultimately, it comes down, God, to why were e- we even born? We came upon this earth and there was a huge decision. It's the most foundational decision anybody makes. And that is, do I choose the blood of Christ, the the cross of Christ? Do I choose that for my forgiveness of sins, for my relationship with God, for the whole indwelling Holy Spirit? And my prayer is, God, that, uh, that you will save many on all seven campuses, online, that the gospel would go out and that many would receive Christ. Because, God, that changes their eternal destiny. It is the most important decision anybody makes. And so, God, as we lead our discussions, 
God, would you give us wisdom? Would you give us tenderness and compassion? It's not a matter of just going, oh, hell's horrible, heaven's good. It is about understanding the whole reason behind it. It comes out of your love and your justice. So lead us well. Thank you for this I Believe service. And uh, again, we put it into your hands. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Thank you, Eric, and thank you, Life Group leaders. We're with you. We appreciate you, praying for you, believing that God's going to do good and great things mm -hmm. in and through your groups. Amen. We'll see you next week.